The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. And welcome to the Friday edition of the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan. As we are uh, just hours away from the weekend. In fact, for some of you, the weekend's probably already started. And I believe the first day of fall is, uh, is it today or tomorrow? So I think summer is officially over. And I think we're all okay with the cooler temperatures moving in. Road dog ready to go. DT in the house. Joe Hamilton on standby. We're going to talk tech football in just a moment, right after the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. Nine games to play, and then it gets serious. Is it nine games to play in the regular season? Okay, yeah, nine. Fangraph says the Braves have a 28.6% chance to win the World Series. Best percentage in baseball. What is your confidence level? Mine? On a scale of 1 to 10, it's an 8. My only concern is the bullpen and high leverage situations. We've got the best star power in the game with Acuna, Olsen, Albies, and Riley. With Max Fried back at the top of his game, we got a rock-solid 1-2 punch at the top of the rotation and we've also got the home field advantage which could be huge if we face the Los Angeles Dodgers in the LCS you see that is a 2-3-2 format which means we get the first two games at home and the last two games at home if needed Braves also have the best coaching staff in base baseball which you know this is rarely mentioned I don't ever hear this mentioned really we're going to mention it here today because we're keeping it real. It's a huge deal, this coaching staff thing. Why is it so big in football and nobody ever mentions it in baseball? As if it doesn't matter. It does. After these last nine regular season games are in the books, the Braves are going to take a deep breath and then focus on winning 11 Big-time, pressure-packed postseason games. Win 11, and we celebrate another World Series championship here in Atlanta. That would be two and three years. I mean, that's just the way we roll here. That would be epic here in Atlanta. And there's your big take. Brought to you by Ace Hardware, your locally owned and operated Ace. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. You can listen a lot of ways, 680 and 93.7. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. You can check us out there. You can actually watch the show 
And then uh, also the 10 o'clock hour sponsor, Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service at DupreePlumbing.com. Hey, let's talk a little Yellow Jacket football. We are the home of the jackets, you know. Mm -hmm. And Joe Hamilton, kind enough to stick around after a hard week at work <laughs> and willing to stick around for the first 10 minutes of this show. Joe, we appreciate you, man. No, no doubt about it, Buck. Always good to chop it up with you, my friend. All right, so Wake Forest on tap. 6.30 kickoff in Winston-Salem. Wake Forest... 3-0, and uh, but they beat Elon, Vandy, and Old Dominion. Come on, Joe. This is a game Tech should be able to win. Well, there's no doubt about it, and I'm putting it up there as a big game, Buck. I'm putting it up there as a big game. Now, I know, I know this weekend in college football there are a lot of other you know, high-profile games, national, uh, national games, but to me, the Yellow Jackets getting ahead, being able to even their record up against Wake Forest with Bowling Green coming in town next week. It's a humongous game. You're talking about two teams that I think are pretty evenly matched, and I have a lot of respect for Wake Forest, coached by Coach Dave Clawson. But this is a, you know, this is a, you know, show what you've been working on type game, and I love all the improvements. I'm, I'm seeing a, I'm looking at a positive outlook on the way the, the way the Yellow Jackets are playing this season. It just looks different. Confident is there. Now, you don't have to get better talent, obviously, but I like where they're heading. But this is no doubt a big game against Wake Forest. Wake Forest, a four-point favorite. Is Brent Key a little concerned about the practices that Tech has had this week? Here's Coach Key. Can't have lulls. You can't have you know days, you know down days. Look, I've been associated with Georgia Tech for a long time, <clears throat> and, and and there's always. You know, this week comes around. There's there's midterms. There's there's different things going on, and, and, and our guys got to be able to have. You know, that's why you're at Georgia Tech because mm. you can handle both. Right? You can do those things, not make an excuse uh, for for one the, the mental toughness that I expect out of you know this team in certain positions. I don't think we showed it this week, but the good thing is that I addressed it last night and, and addressed it this morning. Does that concern you? Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, but well, and when you have a concerning week with practice, uh, what an old coach used to tell me all the time: you want you can have bad plays in practice, but not bad days. Who's going to rally the troops? Who's going to get it going? You know, we all understand that you got to have to go to class. We all understand you have study hall and you have the weightlifting. But you're going to have to be able to, you know, when you get on that football field, you know, focus on the job at hand. And, and that's leadership. And not just with the coaches. At some point, you're going to have to have leadership uh, developed with the players and somebody to not let a lull go on during the week. Uh, all right, Joe, the uh, Jackets quarterback, Haynes King, 66% completion rate, nine touchdowns, one interception. What kind of grade do you give him starting the season? Uh, Buck, I don't want to make you laugh. I would go A-plus, but you can't go A-plus if you had a one and a two mark as a starting quarterback. A-minus, A. I mean, I'm talking about everything involved with coming over, being able to be in the transfer portal and galvanizing the team. He's the clear-cut leader. When you look at him on the sideline, his body language is very, very good. And the way he's grasped Buster Faulkner's offense, I'm talking about the zone read, inside zone, on the run, bootleg, deep, uh, 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 accuracy on the deep ball. 
it's just fun to watch. And now we have an identity. That's what I can say to you right now, Buck. We have the quarterback for the future, in my opinion, in Haynes King. And you also have an identity offensively with Buster Faulkner and how he's trying to be creative. Is Haynes dating Taylor Swift? I don't think so. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of Faulkner, really impressed with the balance he's shown. I mean, your, your run game, you got a tandem at running back looking good with Haynes and Cooley. You got Rutherford and Singleton making plays at the wide receiver position. You've got a quarterback playing at a pretty high level. So the one concern coming into this game, as I look at it, Joe, is the tech offensive line going up against a really good Wake Forest D line. Let's hear from Brent Key talking about that. I think that group has improved as much as anybody on, on the football team. All right? Improvement last week to week, though. All right? Improvement is week to week. Improvement is what are you doing? You know, what have what, what, what you done for me lately? You know, they've got a huge challenge in front of them. Huge challenge. All right, we've challenged them since Sunday. All right, let, turn on the tape. I mean, they lead the country in sacks. I mean, they're topping five, I think, in, in, in TFLs. I mean, just the whole front seven. They, they, do, they do a really good job schematically and individually. Hmm. All right, so the, uh, the good thing Tech has going for it, they can run it, they can throw it. So that's going to help this offensive line handle that defensive front. Yeah, um, the key, Buck, is going to be first down. First down. Can you stay ahead of the sticks on first down? You can't end up being second and 11 or second and 12 or even second and 8. You would like to be second and 6 to, you mean, to where you can have that playbook open open up a little bit that where they you can't be predictable. If you continue to end up in third and long situations the way you can, you know, uh, sit back in coverage or maybe send a blitz, that's not where the Georgia Tech offense wants to be. And offensive line-wise, the Yellow Jackets have been playing very, very well with the feet of Haynes King to be able to you know, extend plays and just the nastiness downhill, you know, trying to get up to the next level in the running game that Yellow Jackets has uh, possessed this season uh, is it, a good thing. It's a, it's a good matchup, and it's one matchup that's going to be key to this game on tomorrow night. All right, you mentioned right off the top, and I, I totally believe it. Said it a couple days ago on the show. It's a big swing game for Georgia Tech. You win this game. Got a really good shot as I look at the rest of the schedule of getting that bowl game appearance that Brent Key and his team is really focused on accomplishing this year. Getting to a bowl game, you lose this one, it's going to be really hard to get there. Yeah, you don't want to have one of those games where you say, we wish we should have, could have, would have. Those type things. And this is a matchup that you want to take. And this is a matchup that, you know, I don't want to overlook anybody at all, Buck. But when, you, when Bowling Green is coming into, into town next week, you're thinking that might be a win. So it's a chance to get above five. I mean, evens, even at two and two this week and get above 500 next week, that's where you're seeing the results. We like the momentum. We like what we're seeing. Entertaining type football, you know, flying around, discipline, playing with very, very good discipline. Last week, we didn't have a turnover, I mean, a, a penalty at all. We're the fewest, I mean, I'm talking about the Yellow Jackets. They're the least penalized team in, in the nation. Well, you got so a bunch of smart guys. <laughs> discipline guys. And so, so it, it works out to where now, at the end of the day, you want to get the fruits of your labor. You want to see some results with the record. Joe, have a great call on the game tomorrow night. Tech and Wake Forest, 6.30 kickoff. A big Saturday for the Jackets. And you're rooting for the, the Yellow Jackets to win. How about Tech? <laughs> Don't twist that today, Buck. <laughs> no, I'm not picking this one. All right, I, I just I picked it last week. I'm not piss, picking it this week. Okay. Joe, thanks for hanging around. We appreciate you, man. No problem, brother. Joe Ham, he is uh, he's killing it, man. 
And he's got his tech gear on today, his tech hat, his tech pullover, three-quarter zip. He's going to be calling that game tomorrow. Great having Joe on the staff here as we talk tech football. All right, coming up on the other side, the Falcons got a big challenge on their hands as they hit the road for the first time. Got some picks of the week coming up, too. Got the Baloo Show here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. Fifty years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. through Friday, 10 to 11. We'll get ready for a big weekend. We had a big Thursday night last night. High school football on a Thursday night. Another late night and an early wake-up call. And we got it going on here at the Fan Man. Our green card is on sale, and these things are flying off fast. So you better get uh, hooked up, man. 680 Green Card is back. Deal of the year. Get to play six of the area's best courses for one low price of $199. And we're talking about Cherokee Run, Collins Hill, Country Club of Gwinnett, Mystery Valley, Sequoia National, and Wolf Creek. That's a $470 value for just $199. Quantities are limited. We just had 200 as we got it underway this morning at 9 a.m. Road Dog, how many have we uh, sold this morning? Did you hear the number? I think we got a few left. You might want to check it out. Uh, go to 680thefan.com and get your green card now. I was early. I jumped the gun right there, Buck. My part, I apologize. I was ready to talk some college football, but I bet you want to talk Falcons first. Well, right? there went the perfect show. <laughs> I blew it. I'm just so excited about the weekend. But I'm also excited about this big showdown up in uh, Detroit. Lions and Falcons. Yeah, that's a good transition right there, trying to cover it up. Dude, did you comb your hair this morning? Or you just get out of bed and go? I mean, I kind of fixed it. It's getting too long. I need to fix I, I, yeah, the, uh, the hair's become an issue, but yeah, we I need know. to trim it. I, I know I did, man. I just had to get up and go this morning. I, I, this Got is, the bed head. This is close 
as close as it comes to being fixed. All right, Falcons, uh, up in Detroit, they're, they're going to fly up uh, Saturday, tomorrow, right? Take on the Lions. Lions a three-and-a-half, four-and-a-half point favorite. I, I hadn't checked the lines. Uh, again, we were busy last night seeing high school football. Didn't get a chance to update the gambling lines. The line's fallen. It was, I think, around five points early it's in the week. now. Now down to three points. All, All right. right. Well, I've got a couple of concerns with my Falcons. In this game, a little bit of a concern. I'm concerned about getting a consistent pass rush on Jared Goff. We've shown a little bit better quarterback pressure this season in two games at home than we have in recent memory. It's been a long time since we've been putting consistent pressure on the quarterback, but Nielsen and his new scheme and all these new players that we have on the defensive side of the ball have given me a little bit of hope that we're going to see a better pass rush. And it's got to be consistent when you're playing one of the elite quarterbacks in the game. Now, don't wreck the car. I spoke about this yesterday. Jared Goff, number five in total QBR. So when you look at the overall quarterback performance level, Jared Goff is elite. As a matter of fact, if you don't believe me, listen to Coach Nielsen, the Falcons' defensive coordinator. Very talented. Uh, played a lot of good football. Played in the Super Bowl. You know, done. Uh, had a really good career. Um, big arm. Um, knows where to go with the football. Uh, you know, he's gotten so much better as his career has gone on, and you've seen the progression of. Of you know, he's a, he's an elite quarterback, um, and so it'll be a good challenge for us. Yeah, so need consistent pass rush. You can't just rush the passer in the first quarter and then in the second half you're not getting pressure on him. All right, you need it for four quarters here. And the Falcons have enough uh, depth at the edge rusher that some of these guys need to step up but got enough people to get the job done for a full game. And if you're going to go on the road and win in the NFL against quality competition, you better bring a pass rush with you. So I hope the Falcons take that with them on that Delta jet up to Detroit. Need a consistent pass rush on one of the better quarterbacks in the league. The uh, rookie running back, I spoke about this yesterday. We got a great rookie running back matchup. Two future stars in this league. And Vajon is, is already sort of the talk of the league with what he's doing at the running back spot. 6.2 yards per carry. Ten catches. Hard to tackle. Big play waiting to happen. But Jean's looking good, man. And so is Jameer Gibbs. Out of Dalton, Georgia. Formerly a Georgia Tech in Alabama. And he's averaging over four yards a carry. He's got nine catches in two games. So 32 touches out of Gibbs. 39 touches out of Robinson. Man, it's going to be fun watching these two stud rookie running backs go at it. Uh, gotta, if you're going to rush the passer, you better make sure you're not allowing uh, the, the run game to gash you, too. So keep an eye on Gibbs. Their starting running back is injured. I would think Gibbs is going to get a bigger workload because of that. All right, my second concern is uh, Desmond Ritter. And it's not on the short passes. He's really good on the short passes. It's not on Ritter being able to extend plays and hurt the defense 
running with the football because he can do that. Good on the short passes, really tough as far as being a mobile, dual-threat kind of quarterback. He can make some plays with his legs. I'm concerned about Ritter, though, on the intermediate passes. Being able to, number one, limit mistakes. Could have had three early picks in that game last week. There's a reason why those guys are playing defensive back, right? They could catch it, they'd be playing wide receiver. But Ritter, just wondering if he can be accurate in the intermediate zones. Can he stay away from trying to fit it into tight places, putting the ball in harm's way, turning the ball over? Let me get to the point. I'm concerned about Ritter on the intermediate passes, work in the middle of the field, not turning the ball over. And we got to get Kyle Pitts involved. Matt Robinson did it. Uh, I'm sorry, Matt Ryan, Matt Robbins. Former Georgia quarterback, played in the NFL with the Jets and Broncos. Good friend of mine. We played together in the USFL with the Jacksonville Bulls. That's who Matt Robinson is. Matt Ryan did a great job of working the intermediate zones. In fact, that was the strength of Matt. And uh, he, remember uh, year one with Kyle Pitts, found a way to fit the ball in there to Pitts, a big target between the hashes, intermediate zones, Matt Ryan could do it. A little concerned about Ritter being able to do that. And those are my two concerns. I am not picking this game in the picks of the week. This could be, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one, as I said, but this is going to be a physical, tight game, two well-coached, tough teams, uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. A lot of running, a lot of pounding. A lot of physical football we're going to see Sunday Yeah, afternoon. this is a bully ball yeah. is what this is. Like You've it. got two head coaches that appreciate line of scrimmage play. They put a premium on it. There's a focus on it. We're going to be tougher than the other teams that like to throw the ball around 50 times a game. And so they're, they're really counterculture is what the Lions and Falcons are in the pass-happy NFL. They're trying to do it a different way, trying to be more physical, trying to run the football down your throats. Trying to be tough. I'm a little concerned about doing that, too, but we'll save that for another day. Save it for another day. Uh, let's bounce around the college football scene here. we got a huge weekend this weekend. Coming up tomorrow. Got the picks of the week coming up in just a sec. So we talked about tech. I'm not sure what to think about that one. How about tech? Got the Deep South game of the week. You know what that is, and it happens early, too, man. I mean, they're going to kick this thing off in Death Valley, too, at noon. As Florida State, I've had them number one. I dropped them to number two this week. Florida State playing at a high level. Clemson, uh, not so much. Clemson has struggled here early in the season. Seminoles have lost seven in a row to the Tigers. So I think you're going to get two motivated teams. You're going to get the Seminoles, who are sick and tired of getting beat by Clemson. And you're going to have Clemson sick and tired of not playing at a high level. It's the dead gun mistake. Dabo, you got to better have your act together in this one. 
I like Cade Klubnick, the quarterback for Clemson, off to a pretty slow start. I think there's a rub going on with what Dabo wants to do as far as the Clemson offense goes. And Riley, their new offensive coordinator, I don't think he's running the offense that he wants to run. So there's a little bit of a rub going on there. And it's spilled over to the quarterback, Cade Klubnick. Young quarterback. He needs uh, a better system in place than what Clemson has shown off here early in the season. Let me just cut to the chase. Dabo has got to let this new offensive coordinator run his offense, and I don't believe he's allowing him to do that. I do have this in the picks of the week. I'll have that coming up in just a second. Uh, Ole Miss and Alabama, 3.30 kickoff in Tuscaloosa. Kiffin and Saban going at it. You see where Saban says he totally respects Lane Kiffin. And yet Lane Kiffin is constantly needling Nick Saban uh, earlier this week, talking about his coaching staff and how the defensive coordinator is not really the defensive coordinator. I bet that got under Saban's skin a little bit. One thing's for certain, Tommy Reese is totally... uh, Right now, he's got one foot out the door in Tuscaloosa as the Alabama offensive coordinator. He keeps this up. He's going to be one and done at Alabama. Not retrofitting his offense to Jalen Milrow. Now, earlier this week, Alabama, the players had a players-only meeting. And they said they're all on the same page now after one meeting. Not sure if I can believe that. All right, game of Tuscaloosa, 3.30 kickoff in this one. Alabama, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Last time I checked. I will have this in the picks of the week coming up here in just a sec. All right, the Yankee game of the week, Ohio State and Notre Dame. You know, I see a breakthrough for Notre Dame in this game. Ohio State, three-point favorite last time I checked. Notre Dame's made a history of coming up short. They beat the teams they should beat, and they get blown out by the teams that are top 10 rated. That's just the way it's been for 10, 20 years for Notre Dame. I, I see a break breakthrough in this game, though, coming up tomorrow. Now, I don't feel as confident as I should to put them in the picks of the week, so they didn't make that. I got to make my paper. But I do believe they will break through. Got this one like a 28-24 Notre Dame victory. They got a big-time quarterback in Sam Hartman, and he's big-time because he consistently makes good, quick decisions on where to go with the football. Ohio State, I've got no idea about their quarterback. Kyle McCord, first-year starter. There's a lot of unknowns surrounding what he will do in a hostile environment, playing at Notre Dame, big-game atmosphere. A lot of unknown with him. Not with Sam Hartman. You know what you're going to get out of him. You're going to get excellent quarterback play. I think we're going to see Notre Dame break through. Take down Ohio State. Then we got Colorado and Oregon. Everybody, this is sort of the sexy matchup of the week. This thing's being hyped like you've never seen before. Talked a little bit about yesterday. Dan Lanning going up against Prime. Spoke about the Colorado offensive coordinator, uh, highly thought of. 
I'll tell you what, Colorado going to have to score a lot of points in this one because I don't see their defense slowing down Oregon. I got this like a 44 to 24 kind of game for the uh, for the Ducks. Ducks are playing at home. Colorado uh, expended a lot of energy here over the first couple of two, three weeks. I think Oregon's going to lay one on them tomorrow. All right, let's get to the picks of the week. I'm going to take Florida State and give up the two and a half. Knowles have more talent. They got a better team. It's been seven long years. I think they're going to knock down the locker room door on the way to the field. They're so frustrated. I trust in their quarterback, Jordan Travis. Really good decision maker. He can hurt you with his arm and his legs. Got Florida State winning this one, say, 31-24. So they will be able to cover that two-and-a-half-point spread. And boom goes the dynamite. I'm also going to take Alabama. I'm going to give up the six-and-a-half. Alabama, I would assume, going back to bully ball, they're not going to have Milrow in the pocket. They're going to have him utilizing his legs throwing the ball outside the pocket, this tied defense. You have confidence they're going to play well. Home crowd advantage in Tuscaloosa. I think all that adds up to a Alabama victory. Six and a half. I got Alabama winning 24-16. Pay sort of a lower scoring game. And then in the National Football League, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. They, uh, I took this earlier this week, seven and a half points. They're giving up to the Indianapolis Colts. Ravens are at home. Lamar Jackson is thriving under uh, Todd Munkin. Uh, Lamar completing 74% of his passes under the new offensive coordinator for uh, from Georgia. Colts have that rookie quarterback. I say the Ravens win 31-17. No problem there. And Anthony Richardson dealing with that concussion from last week, Buck. Not even sure if he's going to be able to play in that game. Yeah, so I got I got the Ravens winning this one. So I'm going to take FSU minus 2.5, Alabama minus 6.5, Ravens minus 7.5. In the picks of the week. Right now, hey, full disclosure, I'm 2-4 and four on the season. One and two both weeks. So looking to get that turned around. Time for the roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan. 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, the Bulldogs taking on UAB, the Blazers, under the lights at Sanford Stadium tomorrow night. Final exhibition game of the season. And then it gets real. Get into that SEC schedule. Uh, Bulldogs have a long injury list. In fact, could be the longest ever. I mean, they are the walking wounded right now. So how does Kirby play it? Does he rest the players that are capable of going out and playing? They're dinged up. But do you rest them in this game? Because it's an exhibition game. You should win this comfortably. 
Do you rest those guys and allow them to heal as you get ready for the SEC schedule? Or do you play them? That is the big question. DT, what are you doing? Honestly, Buck, if anybody, uh, yeah, any nagging, lingering injuries, you're going to get a week off this week. Road dog, how about you? Oh, there's no doubt I'm resting in to get ready for the SEC run. All right, so rest and heal. That's the consensus from behind the glass, Buck. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking Kirby's going to play whoever is capable of playing. Now, they might not play long. You might not see them in the second half. But you're going to see the guys that can suit up. They might be a little bit dinged up. I think you'll see those guys play. I mean, Amarius Mims ain't going to play. But I like what I saw last week out of Truss moving from left guard to right tackle, and then Dylan Fairchild, the former heavyweight champ, wrestling champ here in the state of Georgia, moving into the left guard spot. So I think that offensive line is going to be rock solid. You won't see any problems there. Kendall Milton continues to be a guy. I mean, he's made out of glass. I was going to say, that's my next bu- or my next question, Buck. Who's going to be running the ball behind that line? It's going to be Dajan Edwards, but again, he's a little bit dinged up. Wearing that mm-hmm. knee brace, do you give him a full dose of carries? I, I would not think so. I would think you would start him. He would be the lead dog. You would feature him, but he would not get the ball as much as he did a week ago. I mean, you're going to get Dylan Bell in there. You're going to get Cash Jones uh, some more reps. I mean, they're really thin at that running back spot. So Dajun's going to have to go. Javon Bullard, is he going to be back at safety? I think if he can go, you play him. Lad McConkey, is he going to be back at wide receiver? That back is nagging, man. So you're just going to trot him out there in these SEC games with no playing time leading into it? That lad, lad injury has been situation. a Yeah, that has not been fun. That was something we thought was just he's dealing with early in the season. He'll be back and fine, but just sounds like he just set back after set back and just can't get right. I got no guarantees on how the first quarter is going to go, but this will be a blowout. Georgia will run away from the Blazers in this game. Dogs favored by 42 and a half points for this yeah, one. I'm not sure they'll cover that. 83 to 40. I mean, seriously. That sounds about right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Take the over. It's only 54 and a half of the over. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, Lord, take the over, if you're huh? a gambling man gambling <laughs> on this game, you get a little bit crazy. I don't know if they're going to cover that one. I'm not saying you should bet on it. Just it's giving you an be idea. A win. That's what they think. Yeah, 42 and a half. Yeah, and the Bulldog fans, uh, if they could get over the slow start of the first quarter, they should be okay here. I'm anxious to get these exhibition games behind us so we get into the real games. Seriously, that's what I'm looking forward to. All right, coming back on the other side, my high school football player of the week. More to come. Glad you're with me. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacey Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. 
When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. Fan 680 and 93.7. Make sure you get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Braves and Nationals tonight, 7.05 start. And uh, how about Max Freed last night looking good? See where that blister thing cropped up late, though. That's a little bit concerning. Can't solve that blister problem. But he looked great. 96 pitches, six innings, one earned run, struck out seven, walked one. Olsen with 53rd home run. That is just awesome. He's got, I mean, look at the numbers for Olsen. 53 and 132, as in the runs batted in. Those are some big numbers, man. Those are record-setting numbers in a Braves uniform. And uh, really pleased with that third inning. We got that crooked number, five runs, Acuna with a triple, Albies, uh, Riley, Harris all delivering. Good thing to see some add-on runs in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. We scored in all three. Jimenez and Yates looking good, scoreless innings in the seventh and eighth. Yeah, a lot to be happy about last night. Acuna scoring his 140th run of the season. Do you realize that is the most runs scored in Major League Baseball in 16 years? We've seen some amazing things out of this Braves team this season. And that's why my confidence level is an 8 on a scale of 1 to 10. Went through that at the top of the show. What about your confidence level? Wonder what that is. DT, what's your confidence level? I'm, pardon me, Buck. I'm very confident in the team itself. I think the Braves have the best team in baseball. So um, seven, eight. Uh, my six. confidence in the team is is a nine. A nine, but right. that doesn't mean I. What did you say earlier? They have like a 20, 25, 30% chance to win it uh, all? Fangraph said the odds of the Braves winning the World Series, 28.6%, the best odds in baseball. Which is fantastic. That's Dodgers huge. are 12.9%. Way, way back. So, yeah, the, the, the Braves are second. prohibitive favorites to win. But as the, uh, Nick and Chris joked yesterday, that also means there's, what, a 72% chance that you don't win. Um, it's just and it's such a cliche, but yeah, I mean, just the baseball. Yeah, the team it, gets hot and they roll yeah. through the postseason, especially a five five game series and a division series. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be tough for any team to beat the Braves over seven. But 
you know, it's it's a it's a tough road. Well, this is the most confident I've ever been. With oh, the Braves heading into the postseason. But this has been the I've most fun season. I've never been this more confident. And I've never had more fun watching baseball than I have this season. Yeah, can't say uh, even during that great run we had. And the fun's over because, uh, as others, others others have joked, postseason baseball when your team's in it is a certain definition of fun, but it's more just stressful. But still looking forward to it, Buck. Yeah, our uh, Friday night football game of the week, high school football we're talking about now on the Georgia High School uh, Football Scoreboard Show. That uh, will be on Extra 106.3. Get that Extra app. You're going to love that. We've got North Cobb playing Milton tonight. 7.30 kickoff in that one. Uh, After the game, stick around for the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show and get scores and updates from around the state. Friday night football game of the week and the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show presented by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, WNB Factory, Piedmont Urgent Care, and Fox 5 Atlanta. It's time for the Buck Blue High School Player of the Week shout-out. Yeah, I got a high school player of the week from week four. And we're going to go with West Forsyth High running back Peyton Strecka. Get this, ran for 325 yards and five touchdowns. What? In a 42-35 to 35 win over Cambridge. Pretty easy to figure out that West Forsyth loses that game without Peyton toting the rot like he did. I mean, he basically put West Forsyth, his team, on his shoulders and said, just follow me, boys going to run for 325 and five touchdowns and we're going to find a way to get us a win congratulations shout out west forsyth running back peyton strecko time for the final word brought to you by howard brothers keeping georgia green since 1955 yeah and the uh the final word i guess will be the high school football player of the week a special thank you to awards atlanta Owner Scott Marney and Chuck Lasowski. Uh, Scott and Chuck, we appreciate you. They are providing the plaques that we will present the Buck Belusio High School Football Players of the Week this high school football season. I saw season. those on Twitter, Buck. Good-looking stuff, too. They have a combined 57 years in the awards industry. You can find them online at awardsatlanta.com or call them at 404 634 5009. That is Awards Atlanta. Shout out to Scott and Chuck getting the job done for us as we recognize these high school football players that step up with big performances. It's going to do it for my show this week. We appreciate you hanging out. Hope you'll join me next week. Got Nick and Chris coming up next. Stay tuned for that here on The Fan. Thank you, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. 
When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.